So I was about to message you mm-hmm. and say I'm ready. And I was thinking of SpongeBob saying it. Um, and I went to my Skype app and you had posted a gif of SpongeBob. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Well, you know how we do. I do. Um, you'd love this. I had this set up here. I have my iPad out. I got a shitload of notes about this video that you sent me. Oh, okay. The, oh. the Taoism video. I, I just realized that um, they've uh, updated some stuff on um, on Skype. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're trying to kind of get with with get with the par of of Zoom apparently. In what way? Well, let's see. Oh, really? They got that now. Yes. About damn time. Recognized. <laughs> He's like the Michael Jordan of wheelchair people. Oh my god! <laughs> so, my man's in them. I probably can't do that on the phone. So probably not. Um. Yeah. It doesn't. Anyway. Uh. Okay. So, I want to talk about that video that you sent me like a week ago. Okay. I listened to like five times, and by five I mean twenty. <laughs> um, so the whole video is about letting go. Do you have any thoughts on it? Like I took so like if you saw my note taking, it's rather extensive. No, I mean I I, I got some sheets. Look at us! Look at us! Who would have thought taking notes? I think you better let it go. Well, I heard when I saw the title of the video. Um, anyway, I was I was really intrigued by this, this whole philosophy. Yeah, although he, it's, it's spelled Taoism, but he keeps pronouncing it Taoism. Well, yeah. So it's a soft, it's a soft T. That's <laughs> um, soft D. A soft D, yeah. Uh, so basically, the uh, the idea of letting go. Of non-control. Um, I, I took a lot of uh, quotes out of the video because the mm-hmm. first one of the first things he says is uh, letting go is based on sophistication rather than force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how. Isn't that? Wouldn't you see that as how? Think about where we came up, like and grew up, and think about the people that fought the way things are that are always having drama and trouble are always trying to force things. And when you don't feel that need to control them or force them, there's definitely a level of sophistication to that. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I think, and, you know, I've I, I preached this a lot about neutrality. And I think it has a lot to do with, with being able to see both sides you see both sides as an extreme, um, and then with that, your flexibility in between that extreme is 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 the acceptance, where you know it can go either way. So you just 
you get into that I don't give a fuck mode. And that's to me that is the art of letting go. Whereas, which almost which almost leads to that he refers to it several times in the video as what like athletes and performers or all kinds of people can call the flow state. Yeah. And I thought about this today when I was listening to this video for the millionth time and just having revelations. And you know a lot about my life and career. And I've always said these things. I said a lot of things I can't explain. Like, especially when I was young, like traveling a lot and never having any problems and like never getting injured or hurt or sick or whatever. And I now I start thinking, I'm like, maybe that's just because I found my flow state early and I just stayed there. Like, because I, I realize I'm, I get out of it sometimes now, mm-hmm. but then I just lived in it. Like, all the time, I was like, why is this, this is happening, and that's happening, and this is happening, and I, I wasn't, it was once again that, it, it's the minimal effort is like, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where you and I talked about the future and the past, mm-hmm. to where you live in that moment of like, let me react to what's going on now and here, that's the only control I have. I don't have control of the outcome. Plus, when you're when you're when you're limited as far as the information that you're provided and the experiences that you have, you enter early flow state as a child. You have to be taught how to resist. I mean, think about it. You got to be taught how to resist. You you have to be That's taught heavy. that what you're experiencing is a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Unless it's physically hurting you, you're not really going to really like understand or conceptualize the experiences that you go through that's why you you bring a child to a funeral and the child will still laugh and play whereas everybody else is crying their ass off but like and i think there's something to say for those who have gone through a lot of stuff at a very very young age and been exposed to a lot of stuff at a very young age because it is easier to accept the the suffering or the stress that comes with it. It's, it in some ways, it's easier to face adversities and and also understand the shit that you don't have control over. And right. Just yeah. Let it let it be, other than trying to force it to change. Um, and so I I I wonder myself about those who have been brought up in sort of like a a bubble or a sheltered life and whether or not that affects people's mental health really I, I think I think it's a I think it's a detriment when you keep when you try to shelter people from things like you know disappointment you know I mean obviously it's relative but you know things like that the expectation where it's like things may not go your way um, yeah. bad things happen people die uh you know, all, you lose a game, you know, all these things. And when you let, and when you don't let someone see that or, or, or experience that, you're doing them such a, dis, a, a disservice. Cause when they get older, I think it'd be more devastating. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like my whole life, it's like, you know, me losing a parent when I was three. I didn't really comprehend that probably, but I did earlier than most. So then, like, you know, I've had friends, I mean, and it happens, and I get it, like, I, 
I don't want to say I prefer it either way, but no. I think about it. What I mean is like to never experience that, and then maybe in my thirties or whatever experience that, I'd be like, holy fuck! I thought they'd be here forever. Right. You know, it's like no, like but I've known that forever. But yo, think, but think about that so, shit because it's that that is magic. Is yes, it's. Limiting the amount of information that you expose to somebody so that they can have this kind of fucked up sense of reality. Whereas if you reveal the whole thing at a later time, they'd be like, what the fuck? That's why. Well, do you you mean magic in a good way or a bad way? Well, either way. Yeah. Either way. because I mean, think about it as as. If you hold power and you're trying to limit the amount of information that the people that you hold power over um, have, then isn't it best to only give them vagueness and uncertainty so that you have more control? Because everybody is trying to figure out, well, what do I do? Well, I'll give you bits and pieces of what to do other than telling you the whole thing. I'm not throwing out any conspiracy theories or anything like that. I'm just saying one of the best ways uh, one of the best ways to keep pulling somebody's strings is to not give them as much knowledge as you have over them. So, oh yeah. Yeah. But, but I also think that that can be it can be a powerful tool as well, you know. Yeah. I in my personal life I wouldn't have done half the things I did if those things had not happened. I don't yeah, think I don't think I mean, like I mean, think about think about the shit. Like the times that that people grew up and 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 like I don't even want to want to say that. I think how we grew up and then how the next generation grew up and how the next generation grows up, we kind of have to take a little different look because things. The the things that we're exposed to are different than the things that they're exposed to, and we have we have this tendency of of wanting to say that oh I went through a lot of shit in my day and and if you went through all, any of the shit that I went through you, you you wouldn't be able to fucking handle it and all this stuff but yes they would because they were exposed to it they're not exposed oh, now to it now because now it's more it's more preventative. Like right. you're not gonna walk in the streets and see tons of crackheads and crack vials on the ground and people stabbing each other and all that stuff. We crime rate has dropped significantly, and so there's a so we don't necessarily have to view that. I mean, and the other thing is you don't want to over prepare somebody for something that they might not ever face. Right. Um. So it's it's hard to find that balance because in one end we can see the children some some generations and be like oh you guys are over sheltered and so you, if you're exposed to any of these things you're not even gonna know how to handle it but everybody starts like that anyway. Well, that's true. That's true. But I but I also think that withholding that exposure can be it, it can I, I don't know I feel like it can do. It's just different for development. I feel like people will develop later in life, right? And rather I think, than you know I younger, th- right? I think what happens is that if you don't expose people to things that are inevitable, you try to hide them from the things that are, will always be inevitable. You're always going to run into some sort of adversity that everybody as a society could say that 
yeah, we're going to run into. And so if as a parent, you hold on to those things in a negative way and you feel like you didn't grow out of it, like what I did, what happened to me in the past made me the person that I am today. The, the moment you say, I would never want my kids to go through the shit that I went through, you are setting your kid up for failure. All right. Yeah. That, that, yes. I'm with you on that. I think that's what I'm talking I, about. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. People need to experience that stuff. Fuck yeah. As like a matter of fact, it, it, think it, about it. As a parent, you should be a master of it by now. Right. Yeah. So why would you take that away from your child when that's something that you know could happen to them? It might be inevitable for it to happen to them. So why would you take them out of that experience by sheltering them from the experience? You think that you're actually helping, but you're actually hurting more. Now that you've went through all that, you can prepare them with less effort, so that they so that they don't necessarily have have to truly have an emotional attachment to it, and then that way they don't have to suffer from any kind of post traumatic stress that might come out of the experience. You take the emotion right. away from it and be like, "This is what it is. Face it." Just like I'm not gonna cry if I if I gotta brush my teeth. I'm not going to cry if I got to wipe my own ass. But at one point, I couldn't do either one. Somebody had right. to do it for me. And then somebody yeah. taught me how to do it. Right. And, like, kids are sponges. They're willing to learn. But then for some reason, as adults, we, we got this cocky sense of independence, which is, like, the almost like the, the basis of narcissism and ego. And then we be like, oh, I could do it all myself and shit. And then once you actually face it, you're like, Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Then you get pissed off and you want to kick something and punch a wall because you're not willing to actually put the effort in to fucking learn how to do it. My friends don't know how to see themselves as children anymore. Right, and that's because that's the thing. You can still be, you can still experience all those things and still have a, a childhood. Right. You know what I mean? Like people think like, oh, like, let them have fun. They don't need to know about this and that and this and that. It's like, first of all, they're gonna find out anyway. Just let them let them know. That's once again, you know. It's, um, oh, this was actually in the video was talking about embracing change. Is it you know people want to teach you know their kids like stability and it's like stability is kind of an illusion. You know, it really is because when you fight that and then. Anything that's out of the norm is devastating and, and causes anxiety. They, I have all these quotes that I wrote because they were brilliant. But they said, um, as far as like accepting change, he said that living things are um, tender and flexible, and dead things are dry and brittle. Yeah, which I is like that. Interesting. Because yeah, yeah. then it means like, you're here, like you can adapt to this thing, but if you're rigid, you just crumble under that. You can't, yep. you can't move along with it. You're just like fuck. It just destroys everything that I thought was me or real or true or whatever. It's so fucked up to to hold on to those like rigid uh, ideals. And technically, so, that is the that is the art of losing. Is not having flexibility. Be be the water, my friend. All right, you can win. And lose. You can win and lose. Like if you play against an opponent that doesn't know the game, you can easily beat them. But are you really winning? 
Whereas you find a wealthy opponent that actually challenges you to think right. beyond, then that's that's how that's actually how you gain things. You can't gain things from beating somebody that that doesn't really know the rules of the game. Same thing goes with life, people. There are rules. This is a game. Oh, this is a game. And if you're not flexible with it, then you'll lose. That's what that's technically what death is. To an extent. Well, he's not losing. Well, no, no. Death is losing. Okay. No, what I'm saying is, like say. I said, you could lose and win, mm. or win and lose. Oh yeah, you can do both, both happening at the same time. Right. The flexibility. Like, uh, the flexibility. Yeah, I mean, and the flexibility is is to be able to embrace all sides of it. Is to is to know that it is that that it is inevitable. Oh, oh, one thing that um that I got from from something that I uh, uh that I watched today but it goes with what we were talking about it says um those who who, who are who fear death and it's like uh, I, I think it was um Seneca that might have this might have been a Seneca quote that's right we're real stoic and philosophical here up in this bitch black mm-hmm. style Anyway, um, it says, if you pity the dead, why don't you pity those who have not been born? Bars. Bars. Yep, it's so crazy. It's so true. Um, And while we're on the quotes thing, well, this isn't even a quote, but I got to touch on two other points real quick because I took all these damn notes. It's, It's insane how many notes I took, but they did mention also attraction and things as far as like interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's and ex, really this philosophy embodies and explains why doing too much can really fuck you up because they liken it to planting a tree. And they said the only control you have, well, I guess, is if you actually plant it. Other than that, you have no control. Right. And it's got to grow. It's got to get the right amount of water. It's got so like the, the almost the less you do, the more passive you are. The better it is for that to develop because you're trying to interfere with. And also, if you're if you're if you're making an effort to try to make that happen, then as soon as you relax, it's gonna fuck it up. Because if, if that's not really who you are, you're going to relax eventually. Which also led into the, he made a point about excess and how people strive um, for either high status or low status. Which uh-huh. was interesting when he said that because like people wanting to be famous. It's basically what this is. And it's like getting fame, sure, but maintaining it is such a stressful position because people are coming for your throat. You're always under a microscope and all this. But also, low status is also just as dangerous because you kind of want to be... You're striving to deprive yourself right. of even living. Right. And I know people like that. They're just like, mm-hmm. fuck everything. Like it's like a nihilist kind of point of view. Mm-hmm. We're like, fuck everything. It doesn't matter anyway. Fuck you. I don't want to be... I don't want people caring about me and talking to me and that. It's like that's fucking. That's just as bad as the other way. Yeah, there's both, both in both ends. You got to keep up appearances. 
<laughs> because right. any sort of change within that appearance, then it threatens your existence. It's like people that, you know, have you ever, okay, I'll paint both ends of the spectrum here. I bet you've known both, because I know I do. Two types of people that might, you might be connected to on social media. One is the person that's always partying, always partying, always drinking, always, hey, what's up, hey, having a good, always, like, bottle in hand at the club, you know, at it, like, you have that, and then you have the other end where it's the emo individual, and it's like, yeah, fuck everything, uh, dark, gloomy, sad, you know, and both of those are kind of the, it's a, it's just different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Where you're like, you, neither of you are happy. Right. Like, and I don't know, like, you can meet somewhere in the middle and kind of have a little bit of both sides. Yeah, the, but, I but, mean, instead of, instead, because the, the two extremes are, are kind of pacifiers. Think about it. The two extremes are pacifiers because you're, you're putting something in front of you in order to hide your your true self, like you think about um, uh, who is it? Carl Jung talks about the shadow, and mm -hmm. like that's you're just hiding your shadow. And the thing is, your shadow can can be the light or the dark. It doesn't matter. It's just what you're hiding behind the person that you normally present, because they're. Right. Like if you pay attention to people, there is more than there's always two sides to a person. So how you present yourself, and that's that's what that's how people get fucked up in relationships because they they get blind to that. They have this idea that what is presented in front of them will always be without actually understanding that oh this, this whatever you're showing me right now is a possibility. For the opposite to be right in front of me, and say, right? Let me, yeah. Let let me acknowledge that and be prepared for it. Um, let not, I won't have the expectation that it might happen, but I'm not gonna fucking act like it can't. <laughs> and I think that's how that's the flexibility. That's when you can go into things with the idea that it can go either way. We get so blinded to the fact that oh, this is always gonna be, and we think that things are so black and white. And it's it's hilarious when we do that shit. It's 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 putting your faith into a truth or a value system that you haven't even put enough experience to know whether or not it's actually <laughs> the, the the real truth and shit. Right. Like when people look up to authority and be like, oh, because my doctor says or this research says, and uh, and you just believe it. Like every single thing that that we hold as truth should always be met with a little bit of skepticism. You don't have to go through to, to certain extremes to be like, oh, nothing is true at all. Everything is true and false in some, in some aspects, in some cases. Mm -hmm. So what we, I mean, I think life has given us the opportunity to kind of put together our own value systems as long as it doesn't harm other people's systems it's okay, but like, and I'll quote this from one of our favorite books, Buddhism, plain and simple. Mm. Don't do shit to someone else that you wouldn't want done to yourself. Yes. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, I will also add another quote where I think we should move on mm -hmm. is uh, 
Well, it, not even technically a quote, but uh, another angle that they took in this video was that the only control, the only control you do have and can't have, and it's most important, is self-control. Yes. That's all you can control. So but I think I posted is, something about that today. <laughs> if, you, if you could, if you could, the, the funny thing people don't realize is if you can control that, you can control that. I don't want to say everything, but in a way you do, because if you want control, control yourself. Yes. And knowing when to react and when not to react and like when to, when to interfere, when not to interfere. Exactly. Like all those things. I have to add this when I know we're going to. Like double dutch. Little... You got it. Exactly. Junior timing, right? Look, we'll, we'll be in overtime today. Look, we got some, we got some heavy shit today. But wait, we got to add. This has got to be in the main video, though. Yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta do this. Are we doing the review in this video or in the overtime video? Well, I think we should wait for overtime for the review. I think we actually should do it in this one because okay. it'll go in the main podcast. We'll, we'll keep it short. Yeah. But this last quote, and then we'll move on to the. We got to do the review. We got a new segment here. I, I but this, uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say I, I had a quote, but you do yours. Okay, well then we'll have to just quote off. Uh, it says, uh, "Follow your strength um, instead of trying to repair your weaknesses." Ooh. So oh, my God. This, yeah. this is all activity. It's 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 that's just doing what you're good at. But instead of trying to fix what you're not good at, just leave what you're not good at. And maybe you're just not good at that. I like it. That's why I, like why it. I don't do double dutch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't just jump right in. Um, yeah. All right. So my last one is self-control is strength. Calmness is mastery. You have to get to a point where your mood doesn't shift based on insignificant actions of someone else. Don't allow others to control the direction of your life. Don't allow your emotion to overpower your intelligence. That's like people that love drama and shit like that. I just had an interaction like that recently. I mean, not from me, but from someone else. And I couldn't even comment on what they said. Because it's like, that stuff drives me insane. It gets under my skin when people go, well, this girl said so-and-so about me and this, I'm like, oh my God, please stop wasting your time, please. I beg of you. Let's move on to this new segment. I'm excited about this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm erect about it. I hope we watched the same video. Yes, we did. Okay, so who wants to start? You want me to start? How do you want yeah, to start? you start because you kind of, you are the or, or, originator of this segment. Okay, so it was... We had this idea, and honestly, it was also suggested to me that we do this, is that we review some videos. And not just any videos, but porn. And we gladly accept this challenge. And so this is the inaugural... We're basically losing our virginity here and reviewing... Porn from Pornhub, right? Yeah. And our first video we picked was the most popular video on I, Pornhub. Because I, I really don't get it, but go ahead. I wasn't sure where to start, but I was like, this is a good place to start. By the way, I thought about this today. If you Also, if you out there would like to see this video, we can't share it on our Facebook profile 
because they'll probably boot us out. But if you send us a DM, we can DM you the link to the video. Dark and, and we really. can watch it. That's right. Well, that's on Instagram, but also on Facebook they can DM yes, us. Yes, on Facebook you can you can DM us. And we'll send you the link to the video or message. so you can watch and uh, see what we're talking about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this lovely piece of cinema is called um, Horny Boy Fucked His Stepmom. This has been, I think it was streamed like, what, 150? 156 million, million oh. from the time that I started watching it, which was today. Sitting on the toilet. I actually watched it again uh, last night. Mm. Uh, for, you know, just for a refresher. Okay. And take some notes. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want to give us synopsis? What was this video right, about? So. Give us your rundown, please. Oh. From what I took from the from the video, and mind you, I usually just get right to it. I, I usually don't sit through a whole video. I actually sat through the majority of this video. I do too. But to me, it was actually highly entertaining because you kind of put yourself in his shoes to an extent. And so, basically, this this mother and stepson get quarantined yeah stepson get quarantined allegedly get quarantined into what like a hotel or whatever and so they have to stay there unfortunately they're in, within their quarantining stepson didn't really get that many clothes stepmom only took lingerie apparently two articles of lingerie so they're there they get served food by some People in hazmat suits. Um, wait, 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 wait. We watched two different videos. Wait, this is what you sent me. I know, but that's not the one. That's not the one we talked about. So I, I, I watched that because you asked me about it yesterday. You wanted to, you wanted to know about the squirting. Uh, so I was like, oh, here's the chance it squirts all over. Let's talk about it, though. You know what? We're going to keep moving forward. I can share that video, too. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's no, 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 no. Go to the one. Go to the one. I, no, I've seen both, so let's talk about both. Okay. Yours is like, what was that one called? They're, look, they're just gonna get it. They're gonna get um a DP. You know what I mean? What was not, that one called? It was like something quarantine part this, one. No, this one was stepmom and son, or son and stepmom, or something. Yeah, stepmom and son in quarantine. Yeah. But it wasn't the most viewed video on Pornhub at all. Because this other one that I, that I have bookmarked. Is, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. okay. It's fine. It's fine. But go ahead. Actually, this will work out great. They're going to get a two for tonight. Okay? Oh, you're so, okay. I'm sorry. You were talking about the Mandy Flores one. I apologize. It's okay. It's, it's fine. No, like I said, we're getting, they're getting a DP. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes okay. you get more than you ask for. You know, they're in their flow state right now. Technically, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, it kind of is. That's the ironic thing. So that's what ties this together. Please, but go ahead and talk about the uh, quarantining ones. Because I'm a little confused. Because they are in a hotel. They're quarantined. That dude has no clothes. And she's wearing lingerie. Yeah. Take it from there. I mean, I've seen it, so. I mean, we can talk about the Mandy Flores one, too. Because I, 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 I have checked it out. Let's just go back to the Mandy Flores. 
It's because it's pretty much the same thing. Well, yeah. that's what you'll. But well, here's, here's the thing: we are in, we are inadvertently making a point about Pornhub right now. <laughs> is that everything is stepson and mom porn right now? Okay. So here's the thing: I really want you to go back to the uh, the other one, but that's okay. Okay. Um, we're gonna do both. I'll take it from here, and then you gotta talk about the other one. Okay. So, horny boy fucked his stepmom. That's the mm. name of it. I think it's a catchy title. It gets right to the point. Um, I don't really think you need to say horny. If you just say boy, it's probably applicable. So the premise here is uh, the mom and son are at a hotel. For some reason, they just happen to get a room with one bed. I don't get that. So he's going, oh, mom, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. We got one bed. She says, I know, I know. But just get through it. We'll just get through it. And let's take a nap and we'll go to dinner. Anyway, they never show the dinner, so I'm disappointed. And then the next thing we know, there she's wearing like like some kind of like nightgown kind of like not like yeah, a nightgown. Like, yeah, make it sound a like black, a grandma. It's an, I mean it's a long, it's a black lingerie. Exactly, yes. So and she's uh, of course um she's lotioning herself up. Of course. So he's laying there. This is a POV video for you kids out there. That means point of view. <laughs> um, and so she's doing that. And she's like, what, what I don't get is she keeps talking about her, his aunt. And she's like, we, we got to get some sleep. Your aunt's going to be pissed if we're not there tomorrow. We're not, we never even find out what that's about. Are they going <laughs> to Sea World? Is it a wedding? Is it a bar mitzvah? Is it, is somebody, you know, having a baby? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, so that disturbed me a little bit. I'm anyway, not the long scene, by the way. Okay. Long story short, apparently in the middle of the night, ironically, the lights are all still on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're sleeping. Um, they wake up. He's got, like, basically a full-blown boner in his mm-hmm. shorts because he's spooning his stepmom. And she's like, oh, my God. Ew. And like, of course, has to take the blanket off and goes, Oh my God, you have an erection. As if uh, you didn't, you couldn't feel that. Exactly. Anyway, so, you know, just to, this is where the plot thickens. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, her solution, I'm going to say this, her non solution to this is, I don't know what to do. Just lay up against me. Maybe put your dick basically up against my crack. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you're putting, it's like you're putting a wolf in like, like <laughs> next to a bowl of meat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, just, just smell it. I know you're hungry. Just <laughs> smell it. He'll be all right. He won't touch it. Yeah. Anyway. The next thing you know, the mom's jerking him off going, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Because he's like, I don't know, Mom. I just can't get rid of it. I don't know, Mom. This is like every mom-son porn. There's like a script for this now. Absolutely, yes, because what I watched was no different. The only only difference was quarantine. And she squirted. By the way, I have to to, uh, bow down uh, and know when I'm wrong. 
I did some research. You are correct about the squirting. So I invite people to look at my Google search history for the past couple of days. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the quarantine video and this video are the same. Anyway, so they end up, you know, basically banging it out quite literally. And then I think I think the only comforting thing to this is knowing that they're not really related in any way. These are two actors. You get lost in the characters. <laughs> I had some issues with the lighting. And then the angles were weird because at one point where the camera is, it's almost like they had a little person standing on the bed. So there's like a weird high angle. Where mm. they just like, I have a midget standing over my shoulder. He's going to film this while I bang you. You know. Look, We've everybody's seen that. Like, exactly. So, but everybody seemed to, uh, you know, it seemed to just work out for everybody. So, well, there was a difference between your video and mine. With my please. video, there's actually a part two. First of all, my video oh. was was the actual was actually the Mexican version. This is this is where we are. I thought this was America <laughs> taking our porn jobs uh, now. Apparently, they're outsourcing to Mexicans to fill in the blanks. Um, <laughs> build the wall and, and put a glory hole in it. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so, so it was, it, same plot, mm -hmm. but they didn't have sex yet because there's a part. Shame. They basically just oh. fitted in front of each other, and then he he squirted, she squirted. There's a lot of squirting going on. She she did the trombone. I mean, not the trombone, but the but the. It's like she was playing a ukulele down yeah, there. Ukulele. <laughs> yeah. What was with the what was with the dudes in the hazmat suits popping in? Were they bringing in sandwiches? And, and sandwich, that... Yeah, serving sandwiches and coffee, <laughs> apparently. And then spray. Right. What were you spraying? Come on. See, and this is this is how people get fucked up because this is how. This is how a, a, a high-grade narcissist, like, on the high spectrum, can just throw out anything and anybody will just go with it. The fact that some of y'all are actually using disinfectants, Lysol and bleach and shit like that, everybody has lost their mind. And, and a, a baby is throwing a tantrum right now. Shit is shit is about to get very very entertaining for some and very scary for others. Well, let me let me ask you this, and then we'll wrap it up on this because I like how we brought we we started out nice, and then we talked about some nice cinematic uh, porn, um, mm -hmm. cinematic porn, um, and then you bring it thought, down to. I actually thought your lighting was better than than the than the lighting from the Mexican one. Goes to show you that America. Oh, okay, we really know how to do lighting over here. Um, well, here, okay, so, well, we took a full circle basically, because you went from like talking about self control to a wild situation. Was that exhibiting self control? Is there anything philosophical about those pieces of 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 film? Oh, you know, def definitely. Okay. Yeah, um, during circumstances of unself control, you can make really irrational decisions. That's where 
look, emotions. Oh, you know what? I got I got I got one more quote before we because it, it, it works with what we just talked about. It works perfectly with what we just talked about. No, no. And then we got we're also we gotta let people know. Would we recommend uh, would we recommend these videos to anyone? Now, I'll say this. I know we were thinking of a scale we could use. I thought of one. Mm-hmm. I think we need to use a scale of tissues. Okay. Tissues? How many tissues? Like, yeah. Okay, you can use the tissue scale. I'm gonna use um, I'm gonna use just a random article of clothing that just happens to be lying around your room. Oh, crusty sock scale. I, I just don't understand how anybody can use socks. That's nasty. I'll just use it like a a, a dirty T-shirt. Oh, that's better. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, I mean, well, if you don't walk around in the socks, it's fine. But how how would you rank? Um, say, let's give them a scale of one to five. One being and eh, and five is being like a Mount Kilauea eruption. All right. Well, for for the one that you watch, I would I would probably give it. Um, I don't know. I guess half a t-shirt sleeve. Damn. Okay. And then for the other one, I thought actually was was a little bit better. And look, I I love I I love all different females, ethnicities, and everything. Amen. Doesn't yes. matter whether the woman was white or Mexican, and preferably I don't really like big titty women or fake titty women, and both of them were kind of in that range. But um, I do like squirts. Squirts are amazing. I love it. It's, I figured you'd like that. So the squirts really pushes it yeah. over the over because the top. Because there was no penetration in the whole thing. So I, okay, okay. Well, here's the thing. If we're comparing the two, maybe by the way, maybe this is what we should do every week. Maybe we should review two and see which one we prefer. Oh, yeah. So I I can pick one. Yeah, you pick, pick one. one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we might we might uh, pu- no pun intended turn each other on to something that we didn't know. Oh. Like, I did not know that about myself. Anyway, I will say this. You made me use a whole t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, with the with the quarantine, the quarantine, here's the thing. Even though the other one was, it was pretty cool. And, of course, knowing that they're not really related makes it morally acceptable uh, to me. I actually like the quarantine one more. Because they didn't have sex. There's yeah. something sexier about that. Where you're like, oh, they almost did it. Oh. Right. And you because know, eventually. Came, because it came close, pun intended. Mm. <laughs> Literally, they did. I mean, she was all over the place with the squirt. I mean, my thing is, how dehydrated are you going to get after that? I mean, yeah, it's a good question. And, and, and the other thing that I thought was a little bit unbelievable was... If you have, if you don't have enough nutrients, there's no way that you're sh- shooting that much nut out of your dick. I'm sorry, dude. It was it was pretty excessive. They gave they had, sandwiches, they had sandwiches and and what um, and coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird combination. Who gets quarantine in a hotel and they're like? Hey, some people in hazmat suits, they're, don't worry, they're Marriott brand hazmat suits. They're going to come in, you get a free omelet and a coffee. By the way, we'll totally ignore the 
all the uh, fluids on the bed. Don't exactly. mind us. And and we'll keep one spraying inside to disinfect everything. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, like I said, DM us. We can send you the links to those videos if you want to see them. And then we can post the video of the Taoism thing under this video. Yes, so people we can. can watch that. So. Yes. All right. Well, that was fun. Okay. We'll so we'll tight. We'll tighten it up next time. <laughs> uh, uh, I like to. I like to keep it a little loose. Uh, until then, um, black don't crack, but that seems to be kind of fucked up for OI people. Uh, <laughs> or, or wait, wait, black don't crack. We'll tell that to Mr. Glass. I and I'm moist and brittle. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, okay. yeah, until the next time, moist and brittle. And, all right, agua. Cheers, guy. Agua. <laughs>